right, you heard the theme song, you've heard me rant about it for years, you've heard people probably reference it, you might not know it very well, we are here to talk about my favorite show of all time, Community. Created by Dan Harmon, starring Joel McHale, Jillian Jacobs, Donald Glover, Allison Brie, Danny Pudi, and sometimes regrettably, Chevy Chase. Oh, and Yvette Nicole Brown. We can't miss her. Uh, we're going to be going, Mr. Fulmore and I are going to be going a little bit deeper than we ever have before when it comes to our films and our, our just everything. So we're doing the whole breakdown of community for you guys. Why we love it, why it's so great, what episodes are so great, and hopefully some stuff that maybe you didn't know about it. So, yeah, you know, I'm a big community fan, of course. Everybody, we, we know, you know, Donald Glover, like, in all the community alum. You could call him alum, but some of them we know were popping before community. John Oliver. Yeah. All the oh, the, the guest stars, like, on there. Catherine McPhee, uh, Sarah Varelli's, and that's just singers. Who, who else? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike from Breaking Bad. Uh, what's his yeah, name? He, yeah. He was a great addition to season five. Uh, Paget Brewster. Uh, was honestly one of the highlights of season six for me. And she even, in true community fashion, meta-references it as herself as being someone who came in and absolutely nailed it, which she totally did. And we're going to get to that whenever we get to season six. But we are starting out now with the first episode of Community. It premiered, I believe, in 2003. Let me fact check real quick. First episode of Community premiered. I think it was 08? On September 17th, 2009. It was the first episode of Community, the pilot. And that's what we're going to be getting into today. At first, we're getting into the whole show. But right now, we're getting into the pilot. So, the Community pilot um, is almost like a, a Trojan horse. It convinces us that it's a regular, funny, comedy TV show about a community college, about a regular, funny, handsome, leading guy, Jeff Winger, um, and a will-they-won't-they relationship between him and Britta. And everybody kind of falls into funny lines and funny roles. Uh, What did you think when when you first saw the first episode of Community? Well... It, like you said, it was like it had the Dan Harmon. He's always using kind of tropes and kind of things we've seen in TV before, and then kind of flipping it on his head a little bit. So the first episode comes in, just it's exposition. It sets the stage. This is a community college. The opening scene, he's just naming out uh, the dean is naming out like different people who might be in their lives at community college, pointing out to. Chevy, like yeah, retired seniors. Old people, retired seniors, and uh, what was it? High school people, you know, who haven't people achieved much. Basically, I, just yeah. making fun of the main cast and already building up these stereotypes that we're supposed to go in and think are there. Uh, but eventually, Dan is going to break those stereotypes down more than honestly some shows ever did. 
And uh, he breaks them <clears> down. <throat> he flips them over. He he goes right through them. It's it's like a, really a, a master class. And, and he tells us what he's about in the first episode. We get a reference, a heavy reference to the Breakfast Club, uh, with Abed quoting some of the dialogue, then playing. Uh, don't you forget about me by the simple minds um and jeff's last speech does is very reminiscent um of the breakfast club and when you think about community it kind of is a modern day breakfast club instead of it being you know a bunch of white kids who are the the jock the princess the basket case etc it's a diverse cast of diverse ages and uh races and, and backgrounds and all that different type of stuff and it I love how, how it established what the show was, but we had no idea what we were getting into. And I think one of the, the first episodes that really, you know, that got me in an emotional place was uh, the third episode, Introduction to Film, where Abed wanted to pursue filmmaking. And it's absolutely hilarious watching Abed's filmmaker character, you know, blossom, because that's part of who he is for the entire show. Um... But I remember when I got to that episode and it got to the part where Abed showed his film, uh, you know, to Jeff, to Britta, and to his dad. And it showed Jeff and Britta kind of nonchalantly reacting, you know, this is good, but I can't remember exactly what he said. Um, and then it pans over to his father, who's, you know, sobbing. You know, it really gives you insight into what the character of Abed is. And, you know, Dan has called him a shaman. <laughs> he's, he's called him the god of community because he knows that they're in a, a TV show. Uh, but really what it is is somebody who's on the outside world whose only manner of being able to communicate truly with people is through film and television. And I think a lot of us understand that. Um, I, know, I know I do, and I really, really relate to Abed in that because, you know, Sometimes if I'm having a conversation with somebody and, and they and I have absolutely nothing in common, and I know that, but there's a show that we both like, I can honestly form a friendship out of that. And, you know, I think a lot of people are like that. And I think that's one of the reasons why Abed is such a great character is because it shows, you know, how beautiful and, and and how how film just brings us together in that way um you know people have said he has asperger's or all these different types of things and honestly he's got to be the best even in that aspect the autistic asperger the asperger's aspect like think about asperger's characters right. maybe before like just the last few years they were always just like this right painted in a box ridiculous yeah you got i am sam and rain man and then like abed comes along and it's like a, a character who whose autism is not just like a you know just a mockery it's it's deeper and it's it's just human and it's 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 just better than it's it's possibly i don't know i i would actually want somebody on the spectrum to you know maybe talk about it but like i honestly it's it's one of the best autistic characters written period well, I don't, I don't know if he's, I think he's, I don't think Dan said he's autistic. I think he said he, he, he did, he was on the spectrum with Asperger's, but Dan really goes into all aspects of mental health, um, yeah. throughout the entire show. And we'll touch on that, um, 
throughout the show and we'll touch on how Dan deals with mental health in community and and how honestly it's one Just of the compare. best portrayals yeah in television compare Abed's mental health with uh maybe uh, not to throw any feathers but Sheldon from Big Bang Theory you know what I'm saying it's like there might be a couple of shots and comparisons to Big Bang Theory along the way and it's not our fault community started the beef and we're just keeping it alive <laughs> so we're going to move to some other episodes that really highlighted some of the magic of season one, uh, the, the debate episode, the interpretive dance episode. They all had these big moments where Dan kind of showed, I don't know, showed his stuff, showed what he's about. You know, um, I think Dan is really good at writing hope, which is funny because if you know anything about Dan, he's not a very hopeful guy. He's very pessimistic and, and dark, but... You know, when you think about season one of Community, they have all these huge moments of characters having breakthroughs and and um, that eventually just lead to the development to these characters. But these moments, you know, these emotional moments that Dan creates, like at the end of the debate with Jeff and Annie. Um, really I mean, the that, start of their... And that was the start of what I think is one of the best and most realistic depictions of a love story ever. And um, special guest Rufus. Yeah, special guest Rufus in the house. And then interpretive dance, we saw Troy, you know, dealing with his masculinity and his 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 loyalty, you know, because one of the things that we know about Troy is throughout the show they just prove over and over and over again that his main quality in life is how loyal of a person he is. And it shows, you know, Britta's in trouble. He was scared to show people that he, he, he could dance. And he comes in and he dances. But, but that moment is so much more than that. You know, you can look at it on a storyboard. You can look at the beats and you can look at all that. But the way that Dan uses the camera and the crane shot, uh, you know, from above to show them spin. And the buildup of the music and all these different moments that just end up creating like a symphony of... I don't know, happiness, I guess you could say. It, it, it's like a blast of serotonin sometimes, I feel like, in, in the, the beginning seasons of Community. Yeah. You know. I think it's uh, the Christmas. Yeah. When Shirley is like, okay, we're ready for Christmas, everybody. And right. then it's like, oh, wait, Annie's Jewish. Britta's atheist. Uh, Pierce is in the, the cult or yeah, whatever. The cult. <laughs> and um, it, it, she has, has to, like, kind of come to some acceptance with that. And it's a really – it just – Community just goes deep. It just goes deep. And when it has the the deep moments, you know, I, one thing I love is that it never shows a character stop growing. They, they I don't know, maybe Pierce, but that's on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, but, but even Pierce has really good development over three seasons. And um, oh, awesome! It, it, it just some of the best development of the show. But you know, like. Whenever you see Shirley, you know, she does, she'll always have those slight little jokes about what I guess would be Christian superiority, but the love that she has for the community, you know, it, it, it even goes, I think it was what, season three or season four, where they go to her house for Thanksgiving and you realize that, you know, her family in her mind, her true family is the study group and that's something that's going to always come back. To every character, in some way, shape, or form, the study group is their chosen family. And that's something that's really important 
in life and in films, sometimes, you know, the people that, that, you know, that are in your life do not have to be blood to be family. And I think that's one of the main points of a lot of TV shows, whether it be Boy Meets World or Community. And, um, you know, Community really expresses that when you're around this chosen family, you end up having the dynamic of a, of a family. You fight, you make up, um, you get on each other's nerves, but at the end of the day, you really do genuinely love each other. And watching that develop, you know, it, it, it's palpable from season one, you know, and it develops because of the different conflicts that are sprinkled in all throughout every episode because Dan refuses to have unresolved conflict. Every conflict grows the two characters that are going through that conflict closer in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. And, you know, so, so like I wrote about contemporary poultry and um, modern warfare, those will always be some of the most po uh, popular episodes of Community. But what are they really about? What's the, what's the main highlight of contemporary poultry? Yeah, it's an awesome Scorsese reference, and every moment of it is hilarious. But when you get down to it, the heart of what that episode is about is the relationship between Jeff and Abed. And Jeff's struggling with can he or can he not deal with not having the power in a relationship. Losing his leadership role, yeah. And Abed dealing with wanting to be liked, respected, and, and even loved. And, he, you know, he even points out that, that chicken fingers became like a currency for almost emotion to him. And then with Modern Warfare, modern warfare we go into, you know, um, the action tropes and watching Troy and Abed fall into those is just hilarious. But, you know, the, the root of that is the relationship between Jeff and Britta. You know, the school's at war. But the entire episode shows that before the school was at war, the study group was at war, there was tension, and the tension was from Jeff and Britta, and the entire episode was about resolving that tension. And I really, I'm, I'm not a shipper by any means. I, I would say that if I am, I would, I would ship Jeff and Annie, to be honest. I think they have a, and we'll get into that in season five, because there's a yeah. moment in community to me that's concrete. That Annie is a person that, that makes Jeff the best version of himself. Um, but it shows that that Britta and Jeff had that sexual tension. They ended up sleeping together. And one of my favorite things about Community, and Dan references it in the finale, is that characters can hook up and have no bearing on the future of the show. Because what, they yeah. have sex once, we think. Yeah. And then they reference it back in season three. And we find out that they've been sleeping together the whole time because Abed's the one that figures it out. Yeah, yeah. So in all honesty, and then Troy's like, "You took both of the girls." <laughs> yeah, yeah. How would it feel if you see a bunch of donuts and you lick both of the donuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Britta chimes in, "Is anyone mad that we're being compared to donuts?" <laughs> you know, and it's just it's, and that's just one of the great things about Community is we're we didn't watch that episode yesterday. I, it's been months in, since we've probably seen that episode, but that dialogue yeah. will always come back because it's so well written. And season two is whenever that dialogue goes from being a pretty good show to being a fantastic show, a great show. Because season two has some of the greatest episodes ever. Um, the Apollo 13, 
I was actually listening today that before they made that episode, uh, the entire crew got together and watched Apollo 13 to be able to reference it. And it's got one of the best lines is whenever they're all at the, uh, they're looking at the map and Abed says, he's looking at the map and he says, um, you know, why do the, why do all these men's bathrooms have thumbs beside them? And then the Dean replies, oh, and he's like, yeah. those aren't thumbs. And that's one of the best parts about community is some of the greatest jokes you'll never notice um, Rufus, sorry, my, Rufus was crying, um, uh, Ashley, can you go let Rufus outside or something? Um, so, okay, where was I at? Season two. <laughs> Season two, okay. Apollo. So, basically, um, whenever they did any type of reference or referential humor or anything, anything of that sort, they they showed love, they showed care, and respect of the source material. And that is so important um, whenever doing anything of that sort is, you know, you're not just parodying it. You're, and I think this is something that Dan completely gets, is that you're doing it out of love, you're doing it out of respect, and you can only do that by truly understanding and appreciating that source material. Even the source one that he didn't, because he doesn't seem to be super, his favorite thing is mockumentary style. Like, they threw some shots towards the mockumentary they format. Took, I think they took literal shots towards Modern Family. I think it was directly uh, towards Modern Family. Okay. Um, because I think Modern Family, because uh, I did some research, because I after watching the, the, that episode, I know yeah. what you talked about. Um, Modern Family came out, and it won so many awards and i think dan has like a respect for the office because in season six you know annie says don't jim or abed says don't jim the camera to annie and that's more kind of like a a funny referential and they were also all on nbc or whatever i think that he was obviously pointing at the fact that modern family is formulaic and and it is i love modern family i've been rewatching lately but it is very formulaic and it is, it is absolutely what Abed said. It's shooting fish in a barrel. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, now I wrote about the, the bottle episode, which is actually really funny because I found out the reason why they do bottle episodes or low-concept episodes is because, Dan, you, with a TV show, you get five days to shoot an episode or whatever. So with the bottle episode, they took four days to shoot that episode. They banked that fifth day, and they added it on to something like the paintball episode or something like that. So what they would do, what Dan would do is that he would create episodes that cost nothing, where they would just shoot, and it would just be all dialogue. And then he would take the extra money that he could get from that, and he would, you know, get together with the Russo brothers to create these giant, you know, film level sets and and set pieces and and action sequences uh, you know and it's it's animation yeah and animation i mean marvel even came out and said that the reason that why they hired the russo brothers to direct captain america then civil war and then eventually you know the avengers um is because they saw the modern warfare episode of, of community and then uh, for a few paintballs more, and uh, I can't remember the the last paintball episode name, um, but 
they saw those episodes, they saw how good he was with action for a comedy show on NBC with barely a budget, and they said, well, what would happen if we gave these guys a chance in the Marvel Universe? And then that's how we got the Avengers. So that's And that's also why there are so many community actors in the Avengers movies. Um, almost every single character from community in the study group has been in the Avengers franchise at some point in time. Um, and then next, we got the Christmas episode, which, which is the... Um, oh, no, I skipped over Conspiracy... And the conspiracy episode and the mixology episode. And the conspiracy episode is one of my favorites because I found out that they they wrote the first half of the episode. They wrote up until when uh, Professor Professorson, which is one of the greatest recurring characters in the entire show, um, came up to Jeff and told him, you know, said that he was a professor, and then Jeff said, I, I, I've never met him in my life. That's how far they had gotten written of the episode by the time that they had filmed that. So the rest of the, the time during that was literally everyone sprawling, trying to figure out an ending, and that's how they got to the, you know, fake gun shooting and real gun and all the different betraying, and it, it ended up being a hilarious, chaotic, uh, mess, honestly, but it, it just yeah. shows how well they were able to write on the fly and 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 the end product is just like something comes out, it's just like nothing else on TV, yeah. Really. Just it, which is funny because they it took them, you know, they were writing while they were shooting. Yeah, so it, it, that, that's insane. Yeah, Dan Harmon is a legend. I think it's established that that is our opinion <laughs> that Harmon is, and a then uh. I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the, the character of Troy and then some of the, um, I guess you would say, the, the foreshadowing with Troy with his birthday episode with him drinking and, and that whole episode. You know, Troy is painted to be the hero. He's painted to be the, the, the character that's pure of heart, that's the most loyal, like I said. You know, and that episode once again cements the fact that, that Troy is deeper and more intricate and, and more emotionally intelligent than probably anybody in the main study group. Um, Troy was able to see all of the different effects that alcohol had on, on everyone. And I don't think that that episode is an anti-alcohol episode. I think it's a, a realistic depiction on how it can affect the different people that are doing it and why people drink. And if anybody you know can write about alcoholism i mean it is dan Harmon because as much as we love him he's also a raging alcoholic <laughs> not that great of a person sometimes so we love the guy but we don't love everything he does that's for sure so then that brings us to what i think is the best season of community and i think most people would agree and that is season three and it has the best episode in my opinion of television ever written which is 303 remedial chaos theory that episode, that now for everyone who is familiar, you know, all I have to, it's the one with all the timelines. It's the one with the die. It's the one that is, that just cemented community. Roxanne. Yeah, with Roxanne. It, it, it took community from a great show to a holy shit, what is this show? To that's whenever, you know, and I didn't get the community, I wasn't watching community live until season five. And if I was watching it live on season three and I watched that episode come out, 
Um, the only thing that I could think of would have been to run to the internet or Reddit or whatever just to talk about that or to talk to any of my friends who were watching it because it was so crazy and next level that it was just it was brilliant to watch how much. I, and you wouldn't have you wouldn't have had anybody to talk to because the ratings weren't yeah, even that good. It was the, crazy. It, it, and people, yeah, exactly. People didn't know how genius of an idea and of a show the show was until now. I mean, yeah. now is when people are waking up to now yeah, it's this like, is yeah. one of the best shows ever. And I remember, like, I I remember the cancellations, and I remember, you know, I feel <laughs> like I feel like a hipster talking about it, but. You know, if you were able to watch season three live as it was happening, then you were in a very lucky bunch because that was when community started to really flex on everyone else and say, you know, watch this. And, you know, and, and that was something, you know, we said they took shots at Modern Family. That entire regional holiday episode was one giant shot at Glee. Their musical episode was nothing but trying to, because Dan has come out and said very many times, I mean, he made Jeff say it in season one. He hates Glee. And they were on the same time, uh, the same night. Uh, so there's always some hostility towards this show and the, some other shows. Whether the competition. Glee or Modern Family or Big Bang Theory. I, I feel like Community was not afraid of their competition. And they were not in a game of we're all on the same team. I don't, I, I at least I don't think so. Um well, Dan Harmon, he always had that quote. It was like, "We want our shows to make to not make you feel stupid for watching, not fool you into watching it." You know, and I think that's how he viewed a lot of those other shows. It's like they were kind of tricking you into watching it, almost. And it's kind of a superior attitude. And like we said, Dan Harmon, he can be kind of a, a douche or whatever. But oh yeah, but and, uh, and community kind of. I mean, to be honest, I feel superior whenever I'm talking to someone. You know, I, I love Family Guy, and I watch all the new episodes, but, you know, I, I was watching Dan talk today, and he, he, he yelled, it's not Family Guy, it's high art, and, and to be honest, <laughs> it is, it is, it is, and, you know, there's some of my friends, Matthew Ennis is one of them, that, that I just don't think will ever get it, <laughs> you know, <sighs> but when you get it, you get it, and you understand why it's unlike anything else on television. Hey, Ennis. How you doing? <laughs> we love you, uh, even though your choice in television is questionable. Um, and then also season three was also kind of a, a Hail Mary for Dan because the entire end, you know, Dan was always playing against the ratings. He was always yeah. playing against the system. And he never knew if he was going to get another season or not. And you can watch Community season one to three and ended at season three. And to be honest, it's over. Uh, the, the finale for season three shows a, a completion arc for all the characters. Shirley Open, she, she does, pretty much everybody does what they came to Greendale to do. You know, um, Abed has worked and, and knows how to communicate with people. Troy has found a personality. Um, hold on, you take over. I think Rufus is getting into something. Hold on. Uh, that's your dad. But... Oh, that's my dad? Yeah. All right, all right. Where are we at? Oh, yeah. Season three completed the arcs. Might have to pause. Cut and paste. Nah, we're not cutting anything out. This is where we do an ad read. 
And if you would like your website to be better, then that is where Squarespace is going to come in. Um, just kidding. <laughs> That's my dad working on my washer and dryer. Um, so, yeah, we were saying that the end of season three honestly could have cemented as the end of the show. Uh, and then season four happened. So let's let's talk about season four. So everybody knows season four has been referenced as the gas leak year. Um, and the reason for that is because Dan was not on board with the show. So a little background behind that. Uh, from honestly, from season one, there has always been a, a clash between Dan and the other actors with Chevy Chase. And that ended up coming into fruition um, throughout the process of the show, through filming, through press, through all these different types of things. Chevy Chase just was not passionate about the show like the rest of the cast was and like Dan kind of wanted them to be. I mean, they were like we've said, they were working on something that wasn't being done at TV at the time. And one of the main characters of the cast in my opinion, was actively rooting against the creator of the show. And Dan was not innocent in this. You know, no. he, he was drinking. He was harassing Megan Gans, um, which we found out like 10 years later, pretty much. Um, we, did, we, we thought that it was just because of his drinking and his trouble with Chevy. Later on, we found out that he was harassing one of his female writers. And then that was one of the reasons um, why Dan was asked to leave. Uh, and the, the show felt it. Uh, there, there's no question about that. The show was not the same without Dan. Uh, but Dan had to go through a lot of stuff. That was when he went on his tour and they were able to make Harmontown. And Dan basically had to work through what Dan had to work through be able to come back and make community at season five but there were some episodes of season four that i think some people hated i think some people loved yeah um some people love to hate uh i love the puppet episode i know a lot of people that hated the puppet episode like feverishly i love it uh that's the one that sarah barella's guest stars in yeah um yeah is that when troy and britta's relationship yeah season four had a lot of uh it revolved a lot around troy and britta uh, or yeah troy and britta's relationship um which a lot of people i felt like we saw that as, as kind of forced yeah yeah a lot and, of people saw that as forced you know there's not exactly and like we said we're not shippers but you know we don't ship that <laughs> i mean but you know when you think about it if if it was in dan's hands season one reference that troy and britta were going to get together season two references that troy and britta were going to get together and even season three did you know season three even referenced that troy and britta get married in an alternate universe and there are multiple moments in the different timelines where troy and britta have a moment together True. And that's referencing the fact that they are in-game, quote-unquote. And um, the reason why that fell apart is because Dan wasn't writing it. Yeah. If, if Dan wrote, was able to write Troy and Britta's relationship naturally through probably season four, five, and six, it probably would have ended greatly. Um, but it was kind of fast-forwarded. It was forced, like you said, and that ended up to a lot of issues um, within 
I guess the the flow of the story for that those two characters, and it's a shame because who knows what we could have seen? It, it could have brought an entire new aspect of the show. But then season five happened, and basically the show, just like the first episode of season five says, it repilots, it redirects itself, it rewraps itself, and it presents itself as something completely different. Um, you know, it still gives us the community that we know and love, but season five knew that we were going to be losing Donald, which was a huge, huge blow. Um, and, and Chevy. Yeah, and Chevy wasn't in it, but honestly, it is what it is. Um, I, I, I feel like the absence of Donald is so big. The absence of Chevy, I don't know. I feel, I, yeah. After after a while, you it can was, tell that Chevy's heart wasn't in it, and he was. It was almost like he was trying to derail the production himself. Truly, <laughs> it was wrapped up nicely. Yeah, it was wrapped up nicely. It, the whole Chevy from the grave, like that was. A pretty great episode too. Yeah, I like that because that's how they ended the repilot episode was having Chevy come back as a hologram or whatever, and um, that's referenced even by Abed if it's a hologram or a Pierce ghost. But all throughout season five, they're they're kind of redefining. This is the community that you know and love. We're back. We're we're different. We're wacky. Um, <coughs> and Dan brings the emotional thunder whenever he he does donald's departure and having um abed have to deal with troy leaving in the way that he does i mean because that was oh man that's still probably one of the most emotional episodes of community is between that one and the finale Absolutely. um and just the way that they handle it uh it's kind of one of our it, it's the last big hurrah in my opinion you know because you have paintball paintball two and three and then the pillows and blankets episode which was basically a, a new way for them to do a paintball style episode and then the last one was um the hot lava episode where basically the community set turns into another world absolutely yeah and that was that was the russo brothers was it no i think they wow. were gone by that point oh, and okay. um but yeah that was a fantastic episode and that was the the whole dynamic yeah. of uh, Shirley Island and right. That was yeah, that and, was and just by the end of it, um, and it, and it's funny because when you go back to season three and you watch Don uh, or Troy say goodbye, whenever he went to like the the air conditioning repair school, they're all very funny. They're thrown off as jokes. They're kind of hollow, but then when you get to the actual goodbye of Troy leaving as a man. Um, Every goodbye that he has is genuine, and you can tell the, the connection that he has with each character is special and unique, and you even have that that um, reconciliation, I guess, you, that you could say with Jeff throughout the entire show. Troy always wanted to be as cool as Jeff, and Troy, what did he say? You're the coolest guy I ever met, and then Jeff tells him he never left Colorado and he's becoming cooler than he'll ever be because of that. So that, I mean, it, it did, yeah. because of Dan, it's like Dan can work with scraps. He can turn nothing into something. And it was terrible that Donald had to leave, but it was great the way that Dan was able to write it. So, And just the end of the the whole post-credits Troy and Abed era. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the that. end of that. It's the end of Troy and Abed, which honestly was a huge heart 
and part of the show. Um, that uh, that's Sarah's favorite part, hands down, is the relationship Troy between Troy and Abed. And the show felt it after Troy left. And and even though it was only a couple episodes of season five and the rest of season six, you know, if there was any character that was really, really, really uh, the dynamic threw a wrench into it. It was Troy because without Troy, there's so much that Abed can't do because Abed opens up or, or Troy opens up so many doors for Abed. And um, yeah, oh wow, Abed and Troy's relationship. Well, we've been talking about that. Well, yeah. let's get to season six and talk about how much. Season six changed um, from movie because during season six we thought that we were canceled by the end of season five and we were always going by the whole motto of six seasons in a movie, uh, which we are still holding out to to this day that we still want that movie to be made, and the sixth season was on Yahoo Screen and when Community moved to Yahoo Screen it. It, it, it broke out of what I would call is the constraints of network television. And now we're living in it. Today is the, the day of streaming. Yahoo Screen got one show, and it was Community. And that was it. Yeah. Um, so, but, I mean, we have Netflix, we have Hulu, Peacock, um, HBO Max. I mean, there's everything. Crackle. Yeah, and all of these things are giving us things that we want to watch but a lot of them are also creating content and, and trying to build a studio and that's what yahoo was trying to do yeah it's trying to be able to create originals and community is such a great original to start with but i don't think they realized that they were picking up on the last season on season six and you know but this isn't about yahoo screen um this is about community. So what that did is it let Dan basically go as as harmony as he wanted to go, as Dan harmony as he wanted to go. He went as introspective and as meta and as strange and weird as possible. Um, there's an episode, uh, Basic RV Repair. Uh, I had to watch that episode like three times to truly understand what the entire episode was about it was so intricate and what were you, what were your highlights for season six um well one i liked was this was the one where we had one where britta had her parents when she realized her parents are like paying for her and um i really like that great development for britta and we haven't talked a lot about britta but like she that's the kind of character is like honestly everyone well, I really could identify with that because she had this just social justice aspect to her. Yeah. And, you know, throughout the show, you see a lot of maybe like hypocrisies right. carved out. That, that's, her. Her, that's her whole character. Yeah. Is that she's dealing with that conflict of I, I'm telling everybody to do something, but maybe I'm not doing as much as I think I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, that's honestly, Britta's. Britta is so slept on, <laughs> like character-wise, character development-wise. When you think about it, like Britta kind of has gotten the same treatment as Britta did in the show. Um, but when you look at how great of a character Britta is uh, from season one to season six, I mean, Community. I think there there are a couple of characters that are that are integral 
to making this show what it is. And I think there are characters that are, when they left, I'm not saying that they could be replaced, but the show could go on. And I think that the main characters that couldn't leave would probably be Jeff, Britta, and the Dean, most likely. Because okay. uh, I, I see those as kind of the heart of what Greendale is. I hear you. You know? I almost want to say Abed. Yeah, but Abed's got to leave. <sighs> yeah. He's got to leave. And, and I think that's one of the whole points of Abed's character is almost a reflection of Troy, too. Yeah. You know, Abed had to go find himself. And and we're going to get to the finale because the finale is one of my best, like, favorite finales. It's my one of my favorite episodes of Community, and it's probably... In my opinion, one of the the best finales ever written and and ever ever made, but especially written because the way that it writes is just not how most people would write a finale. And we'll we'll get into the the uniqueness of how the show ended. Um, something I really want to talk about in season six was how much Paget Brewster came in and nailed it. Um, her first episode, the first episode of the show of the the season is is mainly about her, yeah, um, coming in and shaking things up. And when I first watched season six, I was in the camp as a lot of people, which is maybe this this isn't as good as I thought it was. On my third or fourth rewatch, I realized I think season six is one of the strongest seasons of Community um, because it's the most Harmon that we get out of it, and. It's Paget coming in, uh, Francesca. It, like, it's a, um, it's abrupt and it's, it's kind of jarring. And I, I felt like that watching it for the first time. I was like, "Who's this person?" Blah blah blah. Why are they coming in? But they address it and, what, and that was head on. A, when you think about it, you know what else is abrupt and and jarring is getting moved from street, from network TV to streaming. Yeah, you know, and that's Absolutely. basically kind of what I think. Uh, that like season six is so meta. They talk about our show, literally. Like in the first episode, Abed is he says to her, "I think that you represent the end of what is our show." Yeah. And in a way, a lot of people feel that way because our show represents Jeff, Annie, Britta, Abed, Shirley, Pierce, and and Troy. That's. What some people said that is community, and community died when we lost these people. And and I think what Harmon was saying through Frankie is that shows change, and people change, and life changes. And I think the community, and it and it's fitting that it, this is our first episode because the entire point of what we've been trying to do is change, and. That's kind of what community encourages its watchers and its viewers to do because we are we they know we love the show, and we know that that Dan loves us. He says it blatantly in in his final words of the show, but it encourages us to realize that you know you can't hold on to everything, and to value the moment, to value where you're at, and um. You know, and, and we see that through the eyes of Jeff. And eventually, you know, if you ask me by the end of the show, the show's not about Jeff anymore. It's about us. Yeah. You know, and, and Dan Harmon really, he stressed that throughout the show. That's why there was always an empty chair in the study room because the empty chair is you. The empty chair is me or Caleb. It's whoever's watching the show. It's the viewer. 
And we are part of the study group just as much as Troy or Annie or Jeff or Shirley. And, you know, that's one of the things that season six addresses is that the show is changing, but so are its viewers and so is the world and so is the network that it's on. And so, you know, so, so is everything. So was Dan. The set. And, yeah, the set. Literally, the set had to change. And that's yeah. why they added the columns into the cafeteria It's because they were moving from the NBC lot to I think it was the Universal lot or something like that. And, you know, it's so funny um, that this show ended up becoming as popular as it did because I feel like it gained a lot of popularity during quarantine. And, you know, because it was released on Netflix and then everybody started watching it and realizing how great of a show it is. And yeah. I see people that... As, are, as Donald Glover continues yeah. his meteoric rise to the right. top of Hollywood. And they're realizing yeah. this is kind of the, the... I don't want to say the real fans, but the first fans of Donald really kind of... We were introduced to him through community and through Derek Comedy and, you know, through 30 Rock. And, but he really gained and prominence he, through, through Troy. And that was the whole reason he left was right. so he could become the music star that, you know, he was... Destined to become. And now he's become even bigger than that. And it's crazy. Super excited. Atlanta season three started filming yesterday. And, you know, I, I think everything that man touches turns to gold. And it absolutely has a part to play in how great a community was. Um, you know, uh, when you look back and you think about the great things about community, uh, Troy and Abed's friendship, um, Jeff's struggle with self. Is, is so applicable to, I think, everybody. Like like Caleb mentioned, Britta's struggle with... with um, her hypocrisy. Her and hypocrisy and inward hypocrisy. And then Shirley and her struggle with judgment and guilt and all that stuff. And I don't really know that many pierces in my life, but I'm sure that there are. You know? And, and myself, you know... I've, I've, I've talked to Yvette Nicole Brown, and I've talked to... Um, Ken Jong on Twitter, but I've had I've had really kind of intricate, intimate conversations with Yvette over about community and how it helped me in really dark times. And you know, when when television and when film is made in mind with its viewers, like we're we're making this because we care about the people. It's like you were saying, we don't talk down to you. Yeah. We make this because we we know that you respect it and that you love it, and eventually you start to understand that you are that last member of the study group and you know community is comfort food it's thought provocative um it's probably the greatest show of all time when it comes to referencing pop culture and film and stuff like that um but more than anything i would say that it's heart community fully defined is heart um, it, it, it's just pure emotion let out. And, and then that's kind of, that kind of brings us to the finale, which is, is I honestly think that if you could just rip someone's heart out and put it on a page, that's what the finale of community is. Um, and it took me a while to understand that because every, every character is imagining what a season, season seven would be. And when you realize what that really means is every character is imagining what their future is going to be like and what the future dynamics are going to be like. And the entire episode is about change, just like the entire season has been about change, you know, about 
Jeff struggling with Abed leaving or Annie leaving or him staying. Um, and, and like we were talking about with Greta and her parents, the whole thing is just about change. And that how it's not always a bad thing, how it's necessary for life for and growth. how, yeah, it's growth, yeah. you know, and, and some friendships define who you are, but have to end and you move on and you grow. And, you know, it, one thing that I want to stress to you guys, which is our, our listeners and our viewers is that when you're watching TV and you're watching movies Look for what the writers and the directors are trying to tell you. Because they are trying to tell you something. Um, most art is, is leaning towards a lesson. And is leaning towards taking something out of what it's all about. And, you know, uh, we, we call them nuggets. You know, because uh, that's what they are. They're like little pieces of gold that you can get from an episode of The Office. Or, or from Community. Or from... Even Modern Family. Um, there are these moments where, where the, the showrunners are telling you, hey, this is what we believe. And they hope that it coincides with what you believe. And usually it's these universal truths that are that are awesome. You know, and um, what are some of the ones that you got from Community? Well, you know, I think about Annie and it's like all of her character development throughout the series is like, perfectionist neurotic though in her perfectionism and just like you know her, her from her past like literally she's a re rehabilitated addict you know yeah it's not she was addicted to, to, to the study to adderall yeah, yeah yeah and they they play it as a joke but she went to rehab yeah she was in NA, and it is a that, that's one of the things about communities they play jokes but they're real they're real they're real it, the detail they just like we said community goes deep and it's uh you take it even to like pierce we we're saying mm -hmm. we don't know a lot of pierces in our life but at a certain point but our parents we, do yeah and yeah. at a certain point somebody is probably looking at us like oh we're the pierce right somebody the antagonist. Uh, you are the pierce of someone's story yeah Ooh. That's good. You yeah. are, and, and, and to be honest, Pierce is not a villain. Pierce is someone who just wants to be accepted, and he doesn't know how. Uh, yeah. He doesn't know how. He's trying. That's what his and jokes are. And you can see are. how he's hurt by, um, when was the episode? And he's, he's, he's like, come to my crap. <laughs> Invite me to your crap. Oh, the Dungeons and Dragons one. Yeah. Uh, that's one of... Dan's favorite writings is whenever, um, you know, he's like, how would you feel if I didn't invite, uh, or, or do you not like to be invited to places? And, and Jeff yells, yes! <laughs> but that right there is going into the character. Because see, you got it. It's, it's like we say, community goes deep. You go into what the character appears is, and it's about his dad. He yeah. never felt loved by his dad. Absolutely, yeah. And they they draw that out. And, and that's honestly part of the conflict behind Dan and Chevy. Is Dan, I, I believe it was season three. At the end of season three, one of the last shots of season three, Dan had a part where Pierce had his final revelation and reconciliation with his father. 
while they were working, uh, it, it had to do with the, the video game episode. Yeah. And because that episode ended very abruptly, and there's a part that was supposed to cap it off where Pierce was going to finally come into recognition, and Chevy was just being a dick. He didn't like the way it was written, blah, 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 and he was being a prima donna. That was the final fight that led to the big blow up at the rap party of season three that led Dan to have the entire cast and crew scream, fuck you, Chevy, which offended Chevy, which made the phone call. Dan put the phone call on his podcast and there you go. That's the story pretty much. Yeah. So Dan wanted, at the end of the day, Dan wanted Pierce's story to be told because at the end of the day, we need every bit of information about all these characters to truly be able to understand each one. We need to be able to understand Abed. We need to be able to understand Annie and Britta and Jeff because every single one of them is us in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And we can learn from them because every single one of them is Dan in some way, shape, or yeah, form. Some aspect of his mm -hmm. personality, yep. how he comes off to people. And, you know, on, on that whole thing with Pierce being kind of ostracized, they even go into how the younger group members kind of ostracized Pierce and Shirley. Right, and Shirley. And, sh like, you know? Yeah, well, they're making making eyes at each other, or whatever is how they how they put it. And Shirley said, how come nobody ever makes eyes at me? You know? And, and they show the dynamics of older people and younger people. And, and at the end of the day, like we say, it's about heart. It's about these people who are different learning to love each other. Yeah. That's what it's about. And, and it goes deep. And I feel like... Honestly, we could have an episode on each one of these seasons. Yeah. We could have epi entire yeah. podcast episodes yeah, on just on a single episode. episode yeah. Because there's, it gives you so much. Look in the background some of these scenes. Yeah, you know? the Beetlejuice joke. They yeah. say Beetlejuice three times in the show and Beetlejuice pops up. You know? Um, or even, I remember one was so, it was one of the craziest jokes I ever saw was Hickey. Buzz Hickey, which is uh, the guy from Breaking Bad in season five. He, he has like a memorial where he either became a funeral, um, what do they call it, a funeral guy, I don't know, a caretaker or whatever, or funeral whatever, or he died. And it's in a, a list of the lunch lady's emails, and you can only see it by pausing it. There's a joke with Leonard where Leonard writes a huge, long uh, YouTube rant, and you can only see it if he freeze frames. His, yeah, his YouTube video whenever he makes the pizzas, which is something they really kept on going even ten times more in Harmon's next show, Rick and Morty. Right, they right. they do that to like times ten. Right, and they do it with Community, and we'll probably cover Rick and Morty um, eventually. Uh, yeah, it, it's we'll probably let it. Oh, that famous example, of course, that everyone knows uh, how Abed, you know, delivered the uh, baby. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, how Abed delivers the baby. There's a three-part um, storyline that happens in the background of the show uh, where Abed announces not to use condoms at one of the dance in one, of ep in one episode, and then another episode he meets this couple, and then he ends up delivering a baby in the, back, uh, in the background of a shot, which is just, you know, that's another Easter egg. There's so many Easter eggs that you can dig and dig and dig and find and it, it's rewarding it's rewarding the rewatchability of the show is phenomenal um 
And so, we're we're clearly stands. Honestly, yeah, we're, we're absolutely. Just this could be a, a only community podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get some other, get to some other TV in the next episode. But to be honest, I mean, if you're if you're tuning in and we're talking about it, it's because we love it. And if we love it, yeah. we want you to love it too. So last thoughts on community. What do you have? Um, just a just a, a, a amazingly well made piece of television. Um, wasn't appreciated in its time, and I'm glad it's getting the appreciation and love now. And smart, yeah, <laughs> smart, smart, absolutely. And like you said, full of heart, full, full of, of heart. heart. And that last scene, yeah, the infomercial, yeah, of Dan talking, yeah, and that's that's one of the greatest parts of the show. And that's what I, I leave you with for one one thing. I really want you to rewind and listen until you get it. Is listen to what Dan is saying in the last scene about how he feels about the viewers. Because he's talking about you for watching the show. Uh, my last thoughts for Community are it will be it will go down in history as one of the greatest shows of all time. Um, just 10 out of 10 all around flaws and all the show to me will, will just go down in history as one of my favorites as comfort food uh as something i'll always be you know passionate what? about create friendships over what can i get you can i get you real quick to rank the seasons it's rank the seasons oh man um for me three six oh two five no one Five, four. Best or worst, okay. Yeah, best or worst. So three, six, one and two are interchangeable. Five, four. Because five, five I think really suffered without Donald. Yeah. What about you? I would have to, very similar. I'd probably go three, three, two, three, two. Five, six, one, four. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, pretty much everybody's probably gonna put four at the last of their list. Is what we got. So, and uh, and it's still great, but and it's yeah. still good, but it, 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 yeah. it's not the same. So, our <laughs> final thoughts for community are summed up in one simple hashtag, and that's six seasons and a, and movie. a movie. So, thank you for watching. Please go watch Community. We hope you learned something. We hope you enjoyed this. And uh, keep out for the next episode. We'll see you guys soon.